0: Now, in an age where cooperation is paramount and sharing is indeed caring, for many couples, how the work is shared can be a source of resentment and conflict. So the division of labour issue can be an issue that, in fact, divides. Now we played this clip last week when we were featuring the career of Jennifer Aniston in our Inside Hollywood feature, but it really does illustrate the topic we're about to talk about now. You know, I don't like waking up to a dirty kitchen. Who cares? I
1: care, alright? I care. I busted my ass all day cleaning this house and then cooking that meal, and I worked today. It would be nice if you said thank you and helped me with the dishes.
0: Fine, I'll help you do the damn dishes. Oh,
1: come on, you know what? No, that's, see, that's not what I want.
0: You just said that you want me to help you do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. Why would I want to do dishes? Why? See, that's my whole point. Let me see if I'm following this, okay? Are you telling me that you're upset because I don't have a strong desire to clean dishes? No,
1: I'm upset because you don't have a strong desire to offer
0: to do the dishes. I just did. After I asked you. Jesus, Brooke, you're acting crazy again. Don't you call me crazy. I am not crazy. I didn't call you crazy. I didn't call you crazy. No, I didn't. I said you're acting crazy.
1: You know what, Gary? I asked you to do one thing today, one very simple thing, to bring me 12 lemons, and you brought me three.
0: Goddammit, if I knew that it was going to be this much trouble, I would have brought home 24 lemons. Even 100 lemons. You know what I wish? I wish everyone that was at that goddamn table had their own little private bag of lemons. It's
1: Honestly not that. about the lemons. So well, that's all you're
0: talking about.
1: I'm just saying it'd be nice if you did things that I asked. It would be even nicer if you did things without me having to ask you.
0: Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn from The Breaker. Well... Joining me to talk about uh, the division of labour and how it can, well, maybe unite, but often divide, is uh, the clinical psychologist and president of the Psychological Society of Ireland, Anne Kyo. Anne, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. You were smiling uh, ruefully, maybe, when you heard that clip from from that movie. Um, Is this a, a big issue now, particularly when most couples, both parts, are working?
1: It is, Pat. I think a lot of people listening to that clip will resonate with parts of it in the division of labour in their own homes and in in feelings that can build up over time. Um, So I think we have moved from, you know, many years ago when maybe the division of labour was more obvious, if you like, or where women had a certain role, men had a different role. Um, to families now where both parents are working, sometimes full-time, and that leaves the tasks that would have maybe traditionally been seen as uh, stay home parents' tasks for um, debate and decision over who takes them on.
0: Um, are there stereotypes here? Uh, I mean, you, you will talk about the the doer and the follower. What does the doer do and how does the follower follow?
1: Well, there are stereotypes in the sense that there tends to be, in a pairing sometimes, one possible leader or doer or someone who sort of sets the tone um, of pace and of activity and of the tasks. And then a follower maybe he takes the direction and does the tasks they're told to do or is less involved in the planning and organising piece of it, if you like. Now,
0: th- that doesn't mean that the labour is unequally divided. It's just that one person is calling the shots.
1: Possibly, yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be divided 50-50 either. It's really about the tasks that people take on um, one of the, the most important things is really to play to people's strengths. So, you know, to do the tasks that that you are happy and willing to do that don't build up that resentment that we've seen in that clip.
0: Now, uh, how do you manage the division of labour um, when, you know, things change? Someone uh, decides we'll start a family and they do start a family. They have one child in crèche or whatever. And the child's got to be dropped off and picked up and then there's nappies and then there's bedtime and then there's da-da-da-da-da. Meanwhile, all the other stuff has got to be done as well. So that can begin a new conversation Indeed. that didn't exist when they're just two happy couple singletons enjoying life.
1: Indeed, I suppose, across the time of relationship, um, there are many seismic shifts or times of massive change. So if you like, the kind of patterns that people have built up are all up for renegotiation when the load massively increases. So they are tur- they can be turbulent times where, I suppose, people do revert a little bit to maybe being a little more petty. And you can have that, you know, I changed more nappies or I was up more last night. That can happen. And people I, mean, I know people are, will be smiling listening to that because they've been there. But actually... It opens up the conversation to communicate about that. Now, sometimes at those times, there is no uh, energy left for that conversation because everyone is exhausted. But the things do have to be renegotiated over Uh, who does what.
0: Now, you talk about being respectful to each other, but we heard from Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston there that they'd reached the end of the line, really, the end of their rope.
1: Yeah, and that movie is particularly poignant about the kind of a breakdown of a relationship, but it does highlight those elements that happen sometimes quite often in relationships where one partner takes on certain kinds of tasks and, and is left with all of them and then what you find is maybe that person is away for a night or a weekend and the other person realises hey I can't work the washing machine or I don't know where I'm supposed to drop the kids or I don't know um, you know how to mow the grass um, that can happen.
0: Brian O'Driscoll famously brought home the wrong dog from the vets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gosh well that that's a, that's interesting but yeah I mean it can happen that people And when you notice that, so if you notice resentment building up, that's the, the time or if you find yourself at home not knowing how to do something, then it's probably time to notice, hey, there's something happening here.
0: And um, th- there used to be the old gag that, uh, you know, th- who makes the big decisions and who makes the small decisions in the family. And the guy says, well, my wife makes the small decisions like where the kids are going to go to school and where we're going to go on holiday and what kind of car we're going to have and et etc." et cetera. And uh, he said, like, well, what decisions do you make? Well, he said, I decide whether maybe the U.S. should invade Iraq, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing that the man is above all these petty uh, things. Mm. That day is gone. I hope.
1: Yes, most certainly. And I think, but, but it is a good idea to have a look at who makes the decisions. So what you'll often find is that one person becomes the decision maker and then in times of tiredness, they become the default decision maker. So it's really around that person relinquishing maybe a lot of that control or some of that control to let the other person decide something. And it might not always go well if someone does suddenly use the washing machine for the first time, they may put a red sock in with the whites, but actually people need to learn from their mistakes. They need autonomy to kind of grow within that.
0: Hard to forgive the white silk shirt that's now red.
1: Yes, but if people don't try, they don't learn. So the the negotiation Mm. has to be ongoing. Um,
0: What about actually listing the tasks? I mean, there are some routine tasks that are very obvious. The bins go out on a certain day, every second week or whatever it might be. mm. uh, And, you know, that has to be done. However, maybe the full extent of the household chores are not realised by the offending party.
1: Indeed, there are a lot of kind of invisible chores in our lives now. Time spent maybe arranging play dates or getting presents for birthday parties or just scheduling things. And those tasks kind of go unnoticed because they often happen maybe if you're waiting for an appointment or if you're, you know, just relaxing in the evening while something's on, but actually they do carry a cognitive load or a weight of decision making. So Pat, you're right, that idea of making a long, extensive list of every task. And I suppose in times of, you know, when everyone's getting on, looking at who does what. The, the idea is not to wait until it's a big drama, like the Jennifer and Vince Vaughan have had in that scene. Mm. Is, is to kind of negotiate them in advance. And, you know, when times are changing, have a rethink about that. You know, if you are suddenly maybe someone was sick or you had to care for somebody, everything will have to be renegotiated.
0: Yeah. Um, people will make up their lists, of course. And uh, I mean, I'm presuming there's a, if not a hot war, a cold war going on when this happens. So someone will make up a very long list, which includes, for example, emptying the vacuum cleaner which is a very, relatively speaking, occasional thing to do. Whereas changing the nappy (laughs) is a much more common and routine and frequent thing to do. uh, But yet it's only one item on the list.
1: Indeed, but you may have people in households who don't know how to empty the Hoover. So actually, it's quite important that the other person handles that. Or you might have kind of similar tasks that that appear to take a short space of time, like emptying the bins. But if they go wrong, they're a disaster. So so really, it's people have to play to their strengths and they have to. I think your idea with the list is a great one because it's really about... um, Understanding what a house needs to run what are the micro tasks like emptying the hoover you can't hoover unless it's emptied and then who does handle that does the other person even know how to do that if they had to mm. and it's an icky old job so sometimes I think a little bit of credit has to be given for the ickier jobs
0: um, oh you mean like you might one icky job might be worth uh, three not so icky jobs
1: Possibly it depends on the negotiations (laughs) but yeah of course
0: (laughs) Um, That clip says Ed wasn't about the division of labour it was about the fact that women always expect men to be mind readers instead of just telling them what they want
1: Mm, Remember that movie What Do Women Want? I don't know Anyway
0: but that's the point that he would have done it had he kind of realised but he didn't anticipate that that's what she wanted him to do
1: And it it does seem like there's a lot of other communications also happening at that time in that argument. So that can happen when couples have an argument is that that, um, there's lots of different things happening. So it's easy for Mm -hmm. us to listen into that and pick out the various strands but there's other things happening clearly around the jobs and the chores in that house too. So I think Yes, communication is key. And, you know, sometimes people will give instructions that aren't very clear and then we're going to have problems.
0: Yeah. You, you know that uh, old thing, how many people does it take to change a light bulb? You know, and the, the, the line was, how many people does it take to change an Irish mother's light bulb? None. I'll just sit here on my own in the dark. In other words, the martyr syndrome that Mm. um, certain people and it's characterised as women will just keep on doing and doing and getting more and more resentful all the time but say nothing.
1: Well, it can happen. And really what you have then is someone who feels their needs aren't met and who wants someone else to pay attention to their needs without having to ask for them to be met. So it's it's probably a person who's pushed away their needs or or really worked hard to serve others' needs and then wants to highlight the fact that theirs are not met and that they're suffering. Mm. But they want others to notice that.
0: This text here, I find being the doer mentally and physically tiring. Being project manager for the home is constant and goes right up to when you turn the light off at night, especially with the cost of living, making sure the shopping is done cost efficiently and the nighttime electricity is being used efficiently and all the admin that goes along with insurance bills, following on badly delivered services. It is endless.
1: I would agree with that. I think modern life is very high pressure.
0: Yeah. There what th- happens, uh, another question, if one person works outside the home and the other at home full time, uh, what about the division of domestic labour in that case?
1: Well, again, it's really important to negotiate that. There are other domestic, many domestic tasks that are kind of easier done when you're from home or others that are, um, you know, that you need someone else to do. Plus, you know, it's not an easy task to stay at home and do all that that involves. So sometimes people will need to break out and do something else. It's really about each couple negotiating between themselves, which which is what they do day in, day out. Okay. now you're the
0: psychologist, the (laughs) clinical psychologist. So uh, tell us how you broach uh, this. If there is resentment on either side, how do you begin to broach it without uh, causing a major eruption or a row or offence?
1: Well, one of the difficulties is that we often, like the Irish mammy, hold it in until it becomes a thing and then it comes out. The resentment, I think, can come out when people are um, annoyed by it. But actually, the most important thing to do is bring that up earlier when it's starting to brew and saying, look, I'm getting annoyed at X, Y or Z. So that someone has a chance to kind of catch on and learn to those tasks. But I think... All of us have seen seismic shifts. I certainly have when I have two small kids and I saw a seismic shift in the balance then because my needs, I was demanded elsewhere, if you like, in more ways than I was used to or had had expected. And then my husband, if you like, had to fill in. A awful lot more. So there was a lot of kind of learning. And, and did
0: he that. do it like Vince Vaughn? He, did he, <laughs> like he didn't do, did he read your mind and say, I must do this, I must do that? No, and, I
1: often wish he could read my mind, but no, that's not possible. <laughs> Nobody can read anyone's mind quite literally.
0: What I'm getting at is, did, did you ask, in other yes, words, you yes. say, look, I'm finding this uh, impossible to do, I can't do all of this, would your mind give me a dig out? Because if it's asked in that way, that might be fine. If, it, on the other hand, it is... Shouting and roaring and screaming and all of that. I can't handle this. Da, 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 da. You're useless. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I mean,
1: sometimes it can't like we can hear from what you're saying there, Pat, that it can get to very toxic levels. But the trick is to ask when you when you know you need it. But I don't think that's perfect at any house. Certainly when you're under pressure with with new situations. Say you had new babies. The demands are changing so quickly that there will be sometimes an old, you know, I wish you'd done x y or z but but I I don't think it's not that couples should never argue because arguing really is a space to communicate your needs it's really the level of where that gets to can those needs be heard within that can you be clear about that the idea that someone can read our minds is we all know is impossible but actually if we can ask for that in advance Uh, Or flag it before it gets really toxic.
0: Another one commenting on the comment from Ed about uh, reading women's minds. That comment about mind reading shows that that man clearly misses the issue completely. They are supposed to be equal partners and one should not have to tell the other what needs to be done. Is he a child?
1: Yeah, I I would also think, though, that, that people have different ideas in the definition of clean in couples and people have different ideas of the <laughs> definition of when, when something should be done and that's based on our own histories. If you like, you know, we all grew up generally in houses where jobs get done and we're watching whoever's parenting us do those jobs and assigning those roles to either, sometimes gender or you,
0: you know, I know, I'm not sure this ever happened but it's always said that mothers used to say to their kids going out make sure you've clean underwear in case you're knocked down and you end up in the hospital <laughs> and I always thought that was ludicrous because the last On your mind when you're lying on a hospital bed with on a ventilator or whatever, is whether you've clean underwear or not. But that idea that the house has got to be so impeccably spotless just in case a visitor knocks on the door,
1: yeah. And I think a lot of us like people are concerned about what those think of them and they sort of feel judged. If I mean, there is this idea of cleaning up your house because someone's coming over, and that's the sort of time that things look spick and span but actually the rest of the time you live in it like it's lived in. Yeah. So there is an idea but isn't of perspectives the problem, on that.
0: That when you go to see someone else's house it's always perfect mm-hmm. and you think oh they uh, they are so clean and so tidy and you don't realise they've spent the day <laughs> trying to put order on the chaos.
1: Indeed and I think things move, move on I you can see people posting more real if you like images of their lives mm-hmm. and etc. these days than they would have maybe a couple of years ago but it is so important to like within a relationship check who has the, the, the standard is it reasonable Reasonable? Is it feasible? Yeah. Is it manageable?
0: And also, if you're having problems, if you're finding it too, do ask for help. Yeah. Don't expect, you know, the mind to be read. Just no. ask for help
1: and try and do that in times of, you know, neutral times. Not when you're absolutely exhausted and really it's about to start something, and you kind of know that's coming. You know, you can be clear when in the, in the good times and bring something up then.
0: Well, it uh, is a very interesting topic and it has greatly uh, uh, entertained our listeners, if if nothing else. But thank you very much uh, for joining us. Anne Kyo, who's clinical psychologist and president of the Psychological Society of Ireland. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.